Vocal Vision. So in today's podcast, we talked about with role play skills on how to communicate. You have any thoughts on that? Role play skills. Well, what comes to mind for me is like corporate role play. Hmm. I think the purpose of the corporate role play is is kind of actually what we were just talking about before we kind of officially started, which is the ability to practice. So in a corporate role play, you get put in a situation that is a realistic situation for you, and then you have an actor across from you who is a professional at corporate role playing and allows you to practice that situation, which allows you to actually learn it by doing it, and then there is a low cost of failure because it is a practice, and then you can actually, you probably have a trainer standing over you listening while you do it. So once again, you'll get that immediate, you'll get that immediate feedback. And then, of course, they're going to put you in all different situations. They might put you in some of these really difficult situations where you have a difficult customer. Mm. Maybe it's a really big client or a big sale, but you don't want to lose it. But at the same time, they're being very difficult. How do you navigate that? Mm. Especially if you're in a big corporation, you may have a lot of rules regulations you need to follow you may not just be able to say well look i'll give you a deal or i'll do this or i'll do that you know if you're a sole proprietor you have your own business you might you might be like you know what i'll tell you what i like you or you know i'm going to give you this discount but if you're if you're in a big company you have a lot of pressure to make that sale and at the same time you have a lot of pressure to follow certain company rules or there could even be possibly a lot of legal regulations for what you have to follow or what you can or cannot say especially if you're working for a bank or something you may say, oh, yeah, sir, of course, uh, it expires on the 30th. And then they record that and come back and be like, hey, your representative told me it expires on the 30th. And there could be a lot of money at stake. So these corporate role plays can actually be really, really powerful. And a lot of people mostly learn by doing things, learn by trial and error. And that gives people a chance to, to find out what they don't know. Just like we were talking about with this podcast here. Once we started doing it, we realized, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had headphones to listen? <laughs> and then, and you know, like last time you turned the camera on and you shared that story and I, sh- I reshared it and a lot of people reacted to it, you know. Uh, some people followed me and sent me a message about it and I don't know exactly why, but, you know, I reshared. Yeah. Yeah, I reshared that story. I haven't shared anything in quite a long time, but for whatever reason, either how it looked or whatever we said or... Something happened that somehow resonated with people that they reacted. And now some of those people obviously know me, so they just wanted to maybe be encouraging. But some people that I don't know reached out and at least gave a reaction or a like or a comment, asked me something, you know, uh, requested to follow me. So I don't know what they saw in the video, but they saw something. And it's just step by step, right? It's a step by step process. And then learn by doing. And that's what's so powerful about corporate role play because you give people a chance to practice and practice and practice these kind of things yeah i i look at this i I haven't not done corporate role play so i look at this in a different way uh Mm. from my theater background Mm. where you know assuming a character of some sort you would have a role play if you're doing a dialogue with somebody else or you're on the stage with more than one person, but you're in a scenario already. And so how does that person respond to that scenario? How does that character specifically show up? And within theater, it's different because you don't want yourself to show up. You want that character to show up. But within everything that we've been talking about is 
who are you? Right. And so how do you show up? And some people may not uh, be very comfortable with the scenario that they've been given or the script. You know, it's easy as a theater person to be able to go through these role play scenarios and practice with somebody because you've been given a character. But in reality, in real life, you have to deal with it as who you are. There's consequences to your decisions, especially if you're going to be getting hired for a bigger company that has, you know, a bottom line that they need to meet. And now you're in a conversation with somebody and let's say... Let's say the role play triggers you. What do you do? Do you do you give in to that trigger? Do you do you just hope the coaching catches it? I mean, how how do you assess this conversation now if it's you? Well, as a performer, if if you're a performer and you want to become a professional performer, you know, as a as a student you're often given a chance to play roles that are drastically different from what you are likely to be cast as once you really start working. Uh, and, you know, when I was in acting school, because I also went to acting school, I got to play a lot of different roles, older characters, characters that were completely different than me, looked completely different than me, and it was, it was okay in a school setting. Once you get out into the real professional world, the, the biggest criteria for the casting is going to be what do you look like? What type? Most casting directors, most companies, commercials, movies, theater, they're going to cast you first on how do you come across physically? What is your posture? What does your face look like? How tall are you? How big are you? This is, this is the first thing. Mm. How old are you? You know, if you, if you are a 16-year-old kid and you're an amazing, talented actor and you're able to perfectly imitate your dad or your grandfather and you're a genius, they're still not going to cast you <laughs> as the dad. They're still not going to cast you as a grandfather. When the camera points at you in the first two seconds, the impression people get of you, that's what they're going to cast you as. So to be a professional actor, it's interesting, uh, and I, I went through this as well, a lot of people want to be actors because they want to be someone different. They want to get outside of themselves. They want to explore something different. But to be an actor, you actually have to bring yourself to the role. You have to bring yourself to the situation. You have to react as you naturally would first. You have to start with yourself and the honesty of the situation. And then on top of that, to the extent that you can, you then layer on the character. But most successful actors, especially lead actors, they bring themselves to the role. Now, there are character actors out there who play these wildly different roles, but those are relatively few. So in a role play, actually, you are bringing yourself to the situation. Mm. And of course, you may be putting some extra constraints on there. Okay, this guy's a soldier. This guy's a factory worker. This guy's a lawyer. You know, he's from this country. Maybe he's speaking a language that's not his first language. You put these extra filters and layers on it. But really, you need to bring your own authenticity to the role and... That's the pretty much the only way you're going to get hired. And it's also pretty much the only way you're going to deliver a good performance. So in a business where you're supposed to not be yourself and you're someone else, the first thing you need to do is be yourself. Yeah, it's powerful words. And it's, it's easier said than done. So do you recommend role play? Role play. I, I mean, for what exactly? Like, let's say therapists use this type of concept. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example for this. Sure. 
So one of the recent breakthroughs that I got was establishing a relationship with my father who I hadn't spoken to in 18 years. Now, the conversation with my therapist was easier to have than it was to have a role play with my actual father in, in a real life conversation, right? Like, so even if we're talking about an interview skill or even if we're talking about working for a company, sometimes it's easier to have a role play than it is to actually have the real conversation with the real scenario it play. It's like the practice first, right? Mm. And she said, what I want you to do is I want you to write a letter, however long it takes you, pen to paper, and make that letter come from wherever you're coming from. And then I want you to take it to the next level. Now I want you to read the letter out loud. But if you read the letter out loud and you imagine your father sitting in a chair across the table from you, mm. now you get to hear how your voice sounds when you say certain things. Right. And you see what it is that's affecting you on, on deeper levels, really, right? Right. And then you have a role play scenario with this thing. It, he's not physically in the chair. Right. But having this scenario gives you the opportunity to actually break through to have the real conversation at some mm. stage. And then you can see what shows up. Like you said, if you had a coach and being like, hey, hey, when you said that word, nice. Mm. Have we talked about this we already? We talked about nice. Right. So if you've said that word, nice. Yeah, when you said that word, nice. It didn't sound so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, Some people may take that as an insult. Yeah. <laughs> as we've learned. So you, you get you get to see all of that in the role play, like where you show up and how you show up and how you say things, how your voice works. Because like you said, in, many times before, you get these jobs, you don't know what you got to say when you go in and you've got to say it and deliver it and none of that can affect you. Mm. You've got to be so authentic with what you say. Wow. Well, so when you talk about role play like that, I think role play is extremely powerful. I'm a huge, huge fan of practice. I'm, I'm practicing things constantly. The majority of my free time is used either learning new things or practicing things that I think I will have to do at some point. Mm. Um, I don't think I've really, I haven't met anyone who is openly as crazy about practice as I am. Maybe there's a lot of people out there, but they just hide it. But I'm constantly practicing things. And I'm just some, here's one small example. Um, so I used to live in Chicago and I was really attached with the idea of surfing. But there's no surfing in Chicago, at least as far as I know. And we have a lake next to us and I don't think there's any surf there. So I had this idea of moving to Los Angeles or going to Hawaii or something, and I was just obsessed with this idea of surfing. And so eventually what I did, and especially at this time, I, you know, I came from a pretty humble background, a low-income family, and then I went on to go to school for theater, which again, you know, if you're, a, if you're starting out as an artist or, you know, even if you're an actor or someone working as an artist for many years, you could be have a you could have a lot of years that are very lean where you don't have a lot of money. You mm. really really can be low on funds for a long time, and and this is true for the vast majority of actors. Uh, actually, the vast majority of actors hold full time regular jobs and then act for fun. But if you manage somehow to pass that ninety nine percent, and you're in the one percent of people who are supporting themselves as actors, most of them are not your superstars. Most of them are barely getting by, and and some of them do okay. So what I'm getting around to is at that time I was, I was uh, very low budget, 
and I had this idea of going surfing. So I actually planned a trip to California, and I was going to stay with my uncle. Mm -hmm. I was going to sleep on his couch. He lives across the street from the ocean. Oh, wow. Perfect. And I scheduled a surfing lesson. Okay. It was a one-hour lesson. I think it was like 40 U.S. dollars, which, you know, at the time, that was that was quite a lot, you know. How many hours did it take me to earn that? It took me like... It took me like eight hours to earn forty dollars. You know, I was making like five dollars an hour, and take the tax out. You know, that's like that was that was quite a lot. So, I scheduled this lesson, and so that that's the time when you know YouTube was starting to become popular and online videos were becoming popular, and I actually literally sat there in my living room and I laid on the living room floor. Wow. And I practiced the kind of the paddling techniques on mm. my carpet, and then the pop up. You know, there's like a, this move you do yeah. where when the wave, when you've got the speed and the wave catches you, you firmly plant your hands on either side of your chest. And in one smooth motion, you push up and stand up. And, you know, you see a lot of people where they kind of like lean up and then they put one knee up and then the other knee up. And then you walk. It's, it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be one smooth motion. And uh, I practiced that every day on my floor. And, and I went swimming in the swimming pool. And I practiced at the at the at the pool in my school, doing kind of swimming as fast as I could for very short durations because that's what you need to do to catch a wave. And I did that every day for several weeks leading up to my trip. And I got to California, and the girl showed up with the surfboard and she pulled it out of the back of the SUV and we got into the water and uh, she you know she got me in position and then she she found a wave that she thought I should go for and then she's like go go go. I started paddling and I went and the time came and I popped up and I stood up and I caught my first wave on my first try. Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm not, a, I should have maybe said this in the beginning, I'm not an especially athletic person. <laughs> you know, I, I never had a big history of being super good at sports or being especially <laughs> But that's the power of practice right there. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're a natural. And then I was like, yeah, of course. But, you know, I, I wasn't <laughs> like, well, actually, I practice this on my... What's your, what's your number? No, I already, I already have it. <laughs> so that was a long that was a long story, I guess. But I I firmly believe in practice, and I have a lot of situations in my life where I've put in a lot of practice at something, and then when I arrived, people had the impression that I'd been doing it for a long time, or that I was a natural at it, or that I was very knowledgeable, or I made it look easy. But actually, I'd put in a lot of time and effort. So I think role play is extremely powerful, and if there's ever something that you want to accomplish in your life taking your free time and your private time and practicing it and going through it especially now where everyone's got a phone where you can take a video of yourself and you can you can deliver a message or deliver a speech uh, even maybe something you want to say to someone and just record it and and watch it back and see how, how do you feel you know I, there's a lot of times in my life where people made a certain comment to me ah oh, you know and I really love it when you say this or you know you don't sound sincere when you when you say this you know for example and I always thought, but I'm so sincere, you know. And I remember one time I, I, I was recording a video of myself maybe doing something else. And then I got a phone call and I kept recording without realizing it. And when I watched that video back, I thought, yeah, I don't sound sincere. You know, I was like, they're right. You know, I was able to see it from the other people's perspective. And I was quite sincere, but it just wasn't coming across that way. So sometimes we don't come across the way we realize. And so that's the power of role play. Focal Vision. The journey of bringing your vocal vision to life. So here's your next action steps. Even in the example of, uh, you know, me role-playing with my father when he wasn't even there, I filmed that. Right. 
and then the then next step practice would be to watch it back which is hard yeah and see what triggers you it's it's somewhat easier to hire a coach and to be like now you tell me what the issues are yeah. and then you decide if you want to deal with them or not yeah. but like to actually watch that back i only watched about half of it i have the video but i haven't like yeah. i haven't watched the full thing yeah. uh, because there were parts that i didn't want to deal with uh personally yeah. And still, I mean, even though now I have a relationship with my father, I've contacted him, I've completed with him, I've had the opportunity to, to do that. That was the practice for me. There was no way that I'd be able to call my father if I didn't practice that first. Right. I would have just been like, no way. Right. And even when I called my dad, um, he, I, you know, I I didn't know what to say other than my letter that I had wrote for him specifically. And then talking to him, he said a few things to me, which was like, so I said to him, you know, um, I've been pretending that not having you in my life isn't important. When in fact, me not, you not being in my life affects me with other relationships. And the impact on me is that I have fear of rejection from the people I meet. And so he stopped me and he said, like he cut me off and he was like, you know, Jeff, I hadn't contacted you because I also feared you rejecting me. Wow. And my head for like straight, my listening to what he said was, you're damn right I would have rejected you. Right, <laughs> like, right peace out but because i had done that practice of that role play scenario before that was suggested by my therapist and really actually put myself in that practice i was now in a place to not get in my head about my listening of what i think he's gonna say oh now he's just gonna come up with some excuses oh now it's so it's gonna be it's always something else i was actually able to listen to him and be like now now i'm not gonna say what i want to say next i'm gonna allow you to say it he said why would I? Why would you want to talk to a, somebody like me who's supposed to have been in your life and just hasn't been there? And I feared you rejecting me if I contacted you. Wow. And then I said, I said, so we've been fearing the same thing. Yeah. And he said, yeah. I was like, man. And I'm so happy I didn't go into my destructive listening 2.0 right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like that it was like uh okay i'm gonna hear this man out not to what i thought he was going to say or listening to my own head as opposed to actually listening right. to that person because i was ready to be open so that i do think the role play helps um so many things like just beyond just a corporate role play scenario Vocal Vision, the journey of bringing your vocal vision to life. Vocal Vision, is it Vocal Vision? Vocal Vision, it's your Vocal Vision.